Are you ready to uncover the power within you? Are you ready to kick butt at life? Are you ready to get this party started? This is Shut Up and Grind. If it's about fitness, women's empowerment, personal development, small business marketing, relationships, Robert B. Foster is talking about it. Robert is a gym owner. He went from foreclosure to multiple six figures in 12 months. Helped thousands of women shed weight and inches while becoming more confident. And a six times gold medalist in the Transplant Games of America. Get ready for Shut Up and Grind. Here's your host, Robert B. Foster. This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. Public speaking is the number one fear in the world. I started a business during the recession in 2009 here in the U.S. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. I mentor people with master's degrees, with PhDs. And I help people who have been in business for a long time. I had deal with, with a nutrition store maybe a half mile away from my facility. And we, we cross promote. You know, we help out to give our clients what they need. That's where you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right. Happy Wednesday, everyone. This is Rob Foster with episode number 31, the final episode of 2020. And what a year 2020 was. So if this year has tested you physically, maybe mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then uh, we're going to end off this year talking about how we can structure your mindset, reframe your thoughts so we can have a stronger and much better 2021. So as you all know, we keep this show motivational, educational, entertaining, and transformational. So what I want you guys to do before we get into this is I want you to think. Think about five things, five things that just went absolutely wrong for you in 2020. And then think about five things that went right for you or that went well for you in 2020. And just jot them down somewhere and just keep it off to the side. because. Yes, through the tragedy, the tragedies through the pandemic and with people getting sick and businesses getting destroyed and closed, somewhere in there, there were pockets of light. And we want to focus on those pockets of light. And so to help me with this discussion, I have a guest. 
as I always do. So this guest is a professional transformation coach. After her corporate career was ended abruptly, she began to study a reliable, repeatable process for creating success in her life. It made such a difference in her life that she decided she had to share it with others. She became a certified life mastery consultant with Brave Thinking Institute and now teaches these principles and processes to others. So joining the show is Julia Lewis. Julia, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. Other awesome. I'm having some tech issues here. Am I echoing? Uh, you're not echoing. You, you are a little faint in the volume, though. I can't get my uh, earbuds working. You actually sound better there, and, and there's no more echoing. Okay. Yeah, so, so so we can just keep it there. Does that sound okay? Yep. All right. Good morning. Sorry about that. It's all right. No worries. All right. So 33 years in the cor- corporate world. Describe that for me. What what industry were you in? What, what struggles did you go through? What did you like about it? Oh, um, 33 years in the corporate world was a, it was a great career. Um, I was in the Yellow Pages division. Of, okay. Started out with Southwestern Bell. It was when we uh, were divested and we had all these different Bell companies and uh, then went through all the merger years when we put everything back together and then cellular became a part of us. And um, so it was a very, very interesting career. Um, It had its ups and downs. Uh, Most of my career was in customer service. Uh, It was in training and it was in merger work. So working through bringing all these companies together and creating these teams that had to learn how to be cohesive, even though their companies were bought. Um, So lots of, lots of diversity, lots of uh, opinions, lots of ways of doing things um, and spent lots of time just bringing people together. Okay. I like, so you said there were a lot of ups and downs. Let's go over some of the ups. So uh, corporate America is uh, notoriously known for downsizing. Um, So spent, uh, it it was very interesting ebb and flow because in the early years, we spent a lot of time working with the government and trying to bring these companies back together. And then as we brought these companies back together, um, every time we went through a merger and I went through nine of them. Wow. Um, so, you know, Southwestern Bell bought Pacific Bell and then they bought SNET and then they bought, you know, uh, Meritech and, the, you know, Bell South and, and just eventually just put them all together. But with every one of those mergers and every one of those acquisitions, there are people that lose their jobs. Yes. So you can be, I, as a leader was in the position of every time we did a merger, now what do we do to eliminate cost to, you know, and, and, and it always ended up in people losing their jobs. So, so that was probably one of the most difficult pieces of my job uh, okay. in terms of how do you do that? How do you do that humanely? How do you do work with people um, who are going to lose their jobs? And I also lost my job twice. So um, I was on the flip side of it as well. So very, very interesting um, way to do it. Yeah, and, and pe- I don't know if like, people in non-management positions understand how difficult that is to do. I used to, to manage manage a restaurant inside of a casino, and it was unionized. So, you know, everything goes mm-hmm. by by uh, seniority and, you know, length of service and everything. 
And same thing, we downsized and I had to cut like 23 jobs. And it's one thing for the higher ups to just say, you got to cut jobs. It's another thing to get in front of people working with single parents, you know, people who are getting married in a couple months and you got to sit them down and tell them that, sorry, we don't have anything for you. Oh, it's absolutely. Awful. It's absolutely awful. It's, it's heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenching. And, and the interesting thing about mergers is that many times when, when I would have to do that, it would be people that I hadn't worked with very long and didn't know very well. Yes. But it doesn't make it any easier. No, not at all. Because they are all people and everybody mm-hmm. has a life and all of us have stories, right? Yes. Um, and then I got pulled after, uh, after our, our last merger, I got pulled into my boss's office, the VP's office, and they were eliminating my job. And I was running four call centers at the time. Okay. Um, and so they were eliminating my job. And I was very fortunate, although it didn't feel like it at the time, um, that she offered me a lower position and um, did not do anything with my pay. So I was very, very fortunate. Um, but it still didn't feel like it when it was happening to me. Yeah, I'm like, that still sucks, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when you first heard, what were your initial feelings? Um, you take I took it very personally because I have always given my heart and soul into what I do. Yes. And so it was a an enormous awakening to me that corporate America is corporate America. And yeah. yes, I gave my heart and soul to it. And how could you do that to me? And yet I had had to do that to several other people. And as heart wrenching as it was, I really didn't know what it felt like to be on the other side until I was on the other side. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Because like growing up, we know we're told that's our stability. You know, mm-hmm. you, go, you go to college or ha- however you choose to educate yourself. You get a sustainable career with benefits and pension and retirement plan. And like, that's your stability. So once it gets taken away, it's like a culture shock. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So before you made the shift to entrepreneur, let's, let's describe that process. So when you got, when you lost your job for that last time, like, when did you know that I'm not going back that way again? So when I lost it for the last time was in 2017. And in 2017, I had been there obviously 33 years. And I had also had to continue to had to let people go through, you know, throughout the years. And I got to a point probably around 2015, 2016, where I would tell my boss, you know, if we have to let people go, you know, I'm old. <laughs> let me go. <laughs> Like, don't make me do it to these young people who are trying to raise families and things like that. Um, and so I, I was kind of in my mind, I was ready for it. Um, and then there was another merger where the company actually bought us and the entire executive leadership team was let go in one day. And I was wow. stuck. And I was like, well, you've been asking, you know, <laughs> you put it out in the universe. Be careful what True. you ask for. Exactly. <laughs> but I was, I, we were just, I mean, they made the announcement at 10 o'clock that morning. And I was actually driving to visit my daughter in Chicago that afternoon. It was a holiday weekend. And uh, I got a phone call and it was like, don't come back. And I was like, What? <laughs> Wow. And the entire leadership team was let go because they really bought us for our customer base. Um, but again, it, it was at that point I knew that that um, I would not go back into corporate America. That There had to be something different, had to be something more, had to be something better. All right. So let's talk, let's talk about that phone call. So you're on the phone. 
you hear those words, like again, like like what was your initial reaction when you heard the words? Um, my initial reaction was, I'm so glad I'm not stuck staying with the rest of these people. <laughs> mm, but like that was it. my very initial reaction. And then after that, I was just stunned. Yeah. Because I, probably for the next two or three days, you realize how structured your life is. And when you don't have to go back to it, it's like, it's almost, it, it was almost surreal for me. Yeah. Almost surreal. It's like, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> what do you mean I don't have to go back to work? What do you, how do you feel these days? What do you do with your time? It was, it was very, very surreal. Wow. And so for people listening, because I know there's, there's many, many thousands, probably tens of thousands of people out there that hate what they do for work, but it's stable. So they stay, but like inside they're, they're not fulfilled. They're not inspired. You know, they, they dread Mondays. They look forward to the weekend. So like, what, what, what would you say to that person? Like based on your shift from that corporate grind for over three decades to going into working for yourself, like what was the benefit for you making that shift? Well, there there were many many benefits, um, and and I would just say there are many many people who have been laid off and who have lost their jobs, and and even in this past year, um, you know, companies closing and things like that. We aren't always ready for it. We aren't always open to it, and we think that it's the end of the world. But that is a choice that we make. Yes. So we have to be able to be resilient and persevere if you're not expecting it. And once you realize that it's not the end of the world, then take a step back and start believing in yourself and start taking actions and start thinking about, okay, so that's the end of something. But with every closed door, another one opens. Yes. Because that's how it works. Yeah. And you said the key sentence is about believing in yourself because most people, they, they have that structure, you know, for so many years where they didn't have to. It's like, cause you, especially if you're mm-hmm. working for, for a corporate place, you know, and getting, unless they merge with another place, like that business isn't going anywhere. <laughs> you right. know, it's just not. So you don't have to think about that. And I wonder if that's what, well, well, I don't even have to wonder because I dealt with it. You know, like I said, being as being a restaurant manager for so long and similar, I lost my my job after, you know, so so many years and we came off a great week of numbers and everything. Like it was just great. No health department came in. We aced, we aced that, that inspection, all the numbers were in line. And then that Tuesday afternoon, I got let go. And uh, I had asked for your initial reaction because my initial reaction was, I was blindsided. Like I didn't see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. And so initially I was upset, but, but then I was like, you know what? Cause I had started training like on the weekends and stuff, like uh, training fitness clients. And then I was just like, you know what? And I shook his hand. I was like, thank you. I was like, thank you. And I just knew, I, I didn't really know what the path forward was, but I just knew I wasn't going back. Exactly. Exactly. And the other thing that that I would tell people is if you sit down and you think about it and you think in your past life, the past 10, 15, 20 years, most people can think of a time where they really 
were in a situation that they thought was bad. And when you look back on it, you think, wow, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. And I know the first time I lost my job, I, you know, and, and she gave me that lower position. You know, when I look back on that, I was devastated and I thought it was awful and the end of the world or whatever. But looking back on it now, it actually opened up an entire um, world for me at home because I was um, I was almost a workaholic. I, not almost. I was a workaholic. Yeah. And I spent so much time at work and traveling and on the road that I wasn't present in my house. I wasn't present for my kids. I wasn't present for my marriage. I ended up getting a divorce. I ended up, you know, taking my children and all of that was a huge opening for me, which as I look back on, even going through that, I was not a, a pleasant thing to go through, but it was all part of the growth that needed to happen in order to become who I am. Yes. Love so it. we always have to look at these situations and, and try to remove ourselves emotionally enough to see the benefit yes. because we're all on this hero's journey, right? Mm -hmm. And all of us have to go through things in order to learn and to grow into really who we are. Yes. I'm actually speaking at a virtual, a virtual summit at three o'clock and my topic is becoming who you are meant to be. Mm -hmm. And you know, people, people always equate success with money. And I say all the time, like, there's plenty of people with a lot of money who, who are in jail. They're addicted to something. You know, they pass away young. You know, they're, they're taking their own lives. So you know, domestic violence, like, there's so many, so many other variables in there. Like, just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean that you're fueling your passion. Oh, exactly. Yes. And so, like, that's what my... My reaction was where I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but this is where I belong. And I just stayed on that path and then doors opened. And then exactly. even even now, coming out of 2019, I was really pushing myself as as a speaker. And, you know, I had gigs lined up and everything. And then COVID came and wiped all the gigs out, closed my gym. And it was like, you know, I could either sit in a corner and cry about it or we can put some work in, you know, and that was when I started this podcast. And when I first started it, it took me like six to seven weeks to get my first guest. <laughs> it was just me talking, <laughs> you know, like no, mm -hmm. nobody listening. There's no feedback or nothing. <laughs> but but I was like, you know what? I have to keep at it and just keep at it and keep at it. And like I said, now you're my 31st and I only do this two days a week. You know what I mean? So it's like just staying at it. Action, action fixes complacency. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yep. So going into next year, you know, I'm hoping, that, not hoping, like I'm going to work on getting a sponsor, you know, expanding the reach and just run, run away with this thing the best, the best way I can. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, once we, we make that decision that that's what we're going to do, mm -hmm. All of a sudden, opportunities start opening. Like you said earlier, opportunities will start to show themselves because yes. you, once you start taking that action, you ground yourself in that decision. Yes. And, and once you do that, then you focus on making that decision correct. Yes. See, so many people worry about decisions and it's the right decision. Should I do this? And should I do this? And should I do this? And then they don't do anything. Yep. Versus 
Go ahead, know what you want, be very specific about it, make your decision, commit to your decision. And once you do that and start taking action, then the opportunities will open. Even if you don't know at the, that point what opportunities are gonna be. Like you said, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I'm gonna do it. And then it's you happening. just start. <laughs> so why do you think people hold back on that? I have my own theory, but I wanna hear yours. I think people hold back for, for a couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I think people hold back because, as we said earlier, they don't really believe it. Yep. But I think the most common reason is people don't acknowledge how much pain they're in. People aren't aware. I mean, it's, it, 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 it's, it's almost like you know, you are where you are because you're lazy. Yep. And I want to say, oh, you know, who are you? I'm not lazy. Okay. <laughs> but by the same token, I know for many years in my career, I would think, well, you know, isn't there anything more than yellow pages? I mean, there's got to be more than life in yellow pages, but I never did anything about it because I was comfortable. Yep. So as long as we are comfortable enough, we don't force ourselves to look beyond that because that's a lot of work. Yes, my son is a mechanic and he's only he's only worked at one at one place. He works at a Chevy dealership here in um well in the next town over. And he's, you know, there there are days where he'll complain about how much he makes. I'm like, well, why don't you look at what else is out there? And he's like, oh no, that's not how that works. You gotta put in this amount of years and you gotta have this certification and you have to do this. And I was like, how do you know? I said, you've only worked one job, just one. I said, and so your only experience is what they're telling you. You know, I said, of course, they're going to tell you that because they want you to stay there. <laughs> you know, yeah. like even when I was a restaurant manager, remember uh, monster.com? I was always mm -hmm. on, I was always on monster and I wasn't unhappy with my position, but I would just always look like what else is there? Like what else yeah. is out there? Like, how do I know I'm maximizing my potential right now? Like you just don't don't know, so I keep t telling him, just look, go go around to, to smaller body shops, see if they pay more, see if they have better hours, yeah. you know. And but it's because like you don't know until you explore. Well, and the other thing I think that that we don't realize a lot mm -hmm. is we are so in tune to listening to everybody else tell us what we should, what we can, what we can't. All of, all of that external influence that 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 hits all of our minds and, and everything we go through, that we don't tune ourselves into what we really want. Yes. And when we don't tune ourselves into what we really want and listen to ourselves, then we can't create or can't even envision what opportunities might be out there. Yep. Exactly. I say, too, a lot of it is because we don't know. <laughs> like we don't know because I actually just branched off into coaching as well. And there are people that, you know, are in their, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s who are in business and they can't define their business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like, who do you serve? Oh, I serve everyone. I'm like, yeah, but th this is why you're talking to me right now. Cause that doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like you can't serve everyone. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's like, you know, it's like, what do you do? Like, what problem are you solving? Oh, well, you know, I uh, do this for that one. And I, it, there's no clarity. Mm -hmm. You know, there, yeah. there's no clarity. 
So like people come across the title of, of my podcast and shut up and grind, you know, like without even knowing what the topic of the day is, you can tell this is a no excuses, get, get to work type of show. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's defined. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. You know. And we don't spend a lot of time doing that with ourselves. No, we don't spend a lot of time doing that with ourselves. And and I know, you know, when, when I was finally let go in 2017, what was very interesting for me is I had kind of in my mind was getting ready for retirement and decided that I was going to go into flipping houses and real estate. Mm. That's what I so I had actually been kind of, you know, looking into it and invested in a program and was learning about it. And I thought, well, OK, I'm prepared for this. And I bought a couple rental properties and was updating one of the properties. And after about four months of that, I thought. I don't want to do this at all. This is not fun at all. <laughs> I mean, lots of people love it, but for me, I miss my cohorts. I miss all the interaction. I miss people. I miss, and I just thought, oh my gosh, you know, because you're right. I didn't know. I didn't yep. have any idea. But if I hadn't taken the action and I hadn't done that and started working in it and made those mistakes, I would have never known that that's not exactly. what I wanted. I didn't you know? even make it through the license. <laughs> I couldn't I make it through the licensing. The license. <laughs> I never went to the license. I was just going to do the, the whole rehab thing. I wasn't going to sell yep. it or whatever. I was just going to do the rehab thing and the, and, and, and the flipping and that kind of thing. So I didn't even go, go through the license part of it. Yep. But again, I went through 10 I mean, hours and then I was that done. That was a mistake. <laughs> right. But yep. when we talk about mistakes, we're so afraid of failing that we don't do anything. And if we don't do anything... It's worse, like you said, complacency is worse than the non-action at all. I, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I had to go through that to know, Ooh, no, this is not what I want. Okay, big mistake. Yep. Chalk it up and move forward. Yeah, and I find people are afraid to fail in front of others. Yes, that's absolutely. what it, That's what it really boils down. I think if someone's behind closed doors and they try something and, and it falls flat, they're, they're fine. But it's telling mom it didn't work or dad it didn't work or whoever, your significant other spouse. You know, you know what I mean? Right. S- siblings, like people don't want to face that type of judgment. Right. So they, so they hold off and they, they, play, they play small. But then they end up, you know, Les Brown says all the time that the richest place is in the graveyard. You know, so they end up taking their big ideas with them to the other side and it never comes to fruition. But like what I tell people I work with, and it's something that my mentor told me. So this isn't like a Robism because I have many Robisms. This just isn't one of them. (laughs) (laughs) But he told me for you to not pursue your goal is extremely selfish. He's like, because there's people out there that need to hear what you have to say. Oh, Absolutely. You know, so he's like, by you not moving forward, he's like, you're being extremely selfish. And I was like, I never looked at it that way. Absolutely. And and I don't think most of us do. You know, I don't think we think that way at all. And and to your point in terms of, of failing, we don't want to fail. And because we don't think in terms of that being selfish, we don't even entertain the idea that we have something else to offer. Yes, I think exactly. the saddest part is so many people go through, and and one of my mentors told me, uh, you know, some people live ninety days, and some people live, or some people live ninety years, and some people yes. live one year ninety times. Yep. You know, because we just go through the motions, and we just go through the motions because we don't even stop long enough to entertain the fact that I can do something different. Yep. I do have value to add. I, you know, we just keep trudging on. 
Yes, like I'm I'm 46 years old, and people that I've graduated with, you know, like I'm friends with a b- bunch of them here on social media, mm-hmm. and just looking at some of the posts, and again, it's not all of them, but looking at some of the posts, like some of them, it's almost like they're just waiting to die. You know, they Mm -hmm. think that like there's nothing else that they have to offer the world. (laughs) You know, it's like that way of thinking is it's awful. It's absolutely awful because you you have gifts. And one of my programs is teaching people how to craft their own personal story, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I get it. You know, like when you're in your four walls of your house, like, you know, there might be a smudge on your wall that you don't see. And then somebody new will come in and be like, yo, Julia, what's on the wall? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, I never saw that. So so people, they, they're into their day-to-day lives, and they do some amazing things. But to them, it's it's routine. So right. they, don't, they don't see it for as amazing as it really is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So let's get into your background. So I know you are big into the mindset. And... You say it's either your your best ally or it's your biggest foe. So describe what you mean with that. I do. I, I think people don't understand the power that they have with the minds that God gave us. Um, I think we have a tendency to live in a very negative society. And when you talk about your medias and all these things coming at people every single day, people generally have a they're more apt to turn negative than they are to find the positive. Yes. So every time we turn negative, we are turning our mind into our worst enemy. Yep. Because that negativity will stop you from doing things that you can. That negativity will prevent you from having great relationships. That negativity will prevent you from making the money you want to make. That negativity will prevent you from being healthy and fully alive. All of that negativity creates stress in your body. And there's this enormous mind-body connection. And when you're thinking that way, the more you do it, the farther down the path you go to your point where it looks like some people are just waiting to die. It's like, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this. You know, nobody gets up and or most people, I don't think, get up in the morning and think, oh, I don't want to have a better day today. Yeah. (laughs) I really don't want to have a better day today than I had yesterday, nor do they get up and think, oh my God, today's going to be awesome. They just get up and start doing. Yeah. And it's because we don't engage our minds intentionally and purposefully. And And when you engage it intentionally and personal and purposefully, then it can become an enormous ally for you. And where does all that stem from? It stems from having clarity. It stems from having clarity. It stems from being aware and then taking the time to build clarity in what you want. Yep. So when I was on your website earlier, you you said something that I say all the time regarding clarity about see it, feel it. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to see it. You got to be able to feel it. Then you'll be able to get it. But so, so many times people want it, but they can't see it. So if you can't see it, then you can't feel it. And if you don't feel it, you don't take actions. Exactly. Exactly. And it's the old saying that, that, you know, it's not a new concept or whatever. But once I really understood it, it actually blew my mind and how powerful it was. 
Yep. And, and that's the whole concept around, we look at our circumstances, right? And we say, we can't do something because of this, or we yeah. can't do something because of that. I don't have enough money. I don't have vacation time. I'm not big enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not, you know, everything's about what we can't do because of these circumstances around us, right? Yep. And what people don't realize is that you can control those circumstances because your results are nothing more than a reflection of your thoughts. Bingo. Nothing more than a reflection of your thoughts because your thoughts are creating those feelings and those feelings are creating those actions and those actions are what's producing your results. Yes. And, and what happens, like this just happened with one of my clients earlier today, is then people make up reasons to justify their thoughts. <laughs> instead of just owning the fact that you can crush this. It's like, yes, this happened, that happened, that happened. That doesn't have to stop your forward progress at right. all. You know, right. like, you know, my gym is still still closed. And so we're doing classes online mm -hmm. and, you know, they're not ideal. It's definitely not the same, but doing nothing, gaining weight, losing your muscle and losing energy is not a better option. Right. <laughs> so, right. You know, so it's like, so you'd rather sit at home and do nothing so than at least. The circumstance. I'm going to blame yeah. the fact that the gym is closed. Exactly. And I'm just going to sit here and eat. Yeah, exactly. Versus, <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing, doing classes every single day online, you know, every single day. And, you know, the classes are pr pretty rough. Like I said, you know, there's no sled pushing, there's no tire flipping, there's no rope climbing. Yeah, I get it. But we can still give you a solid 45 minutes to where you at least keep the fire burning. Then once we get back to the gym, we can open up that can again. Right. But some of some, some of them are just like, nah, that doesn't work for me. I'm like, so your waistline getting tighter and tighter is better for you? <laughs> so, Isn't you know, that a shame? Yes. And I feel like it's the same in business because think about it. If I was to come to you, you know, we're friends. I'm like, hey, Julia. You know, I saw this great movie. It's got X, Y, Z. Like, you should really go see it. You're going to be like, you know what? I, I might have to go see that. But whenever people say, hey, I have a business idea, they instantly think scam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand. Like, you say you hate your job. You're constantly fighting with your wife or your husband. You don't see the kids. You miss the after-school activities. I'm trying to give you a path to a way out, and you're skeptical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's because of all that negativity. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, you know, that's why I, I really think that, you know, the foundation is understanding that we all have whatever it takes. Yeah. And whatever we don't have, we can have. Yep. But you have to believe that. You, you, know, you have to engage your mind in a positive way I in order to do that. This. I want to share this real quick. This is from my... Where is it? This is from my presentation later, but it's relevant to what we're talking about. Can you see this? Uh-huh. Where it says, a child without toxic interference will naturally become the person they are meant to be. So that's the first slide of my presentation. That's awesome. Yeah. And that so, awesome. And what, what that means, you know, going back to your point is that we all have it. We all have it already. Like we're all born with that. Like you see little toddlers playing and kids play like they go a hundred miles an hour, oh, you know, yeah. like, like they only slow down when we slow them down. 
Exactly. You know, they think everything is great and everything is this until we tell them to not trust other people, till we tell them other races are good or bad. Like mm-hmm. all the all those behaviors are learned. It's like think about it as parents, we tell our kids to reach for the stars, but as adults, we try we try to shrink everyone. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and when you think about those kids and you think about, you know, either your child or you and, you, you know, when when you were that young, um, what did you do when you how did you start walking? Mm, you kept falling. You kept well, falling. Well, 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 scooting and then crawling and crawling, then, and then, and then you and fell and fell and fell. kept it up and kept it up. At no point yes. did any of us just sit down and go, well, I guess I wasn't supposed to be a walker. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, because at that age, you're right. We have it all because we are born with it. Mm-hmm. But all of those outside influences, all of those outside influences we grow up, then begin to form how we use our minds. And yep. it just begins to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink because of all those negative influences. Yes. And that's like a huge pet peeve of mine when I'll see someone will even take weight loss you know, for a second where someone's like, you know what, I want to lose 10 pounds and someone else comes in and says, oh, you know what, you're beautiful just the way you are. And I'm like, I'm not in the beauty business. I was like, this has nothing to do with beauty. If she feels he or she feels they need to lose 10 pounds, we'll help them lose 10 pounds. Like I'm in the health and fitness business. No, mm-hmm. the beauty industry is completely different, <laughs> you know, but but even still, if that person wants to do something so they can feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's on you to just support it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I have a woman who's who's who trains with me. She's maybe a hundred pounds soaking wet, but she trains and she trains hard because she wants to look and feel a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. so o- other people saying, "Oh, just eat a burger, just have some nachos," it's, it's like that is so ignorant. It drives me insane. And what we have to do, what we need, we have to learn to do is understand that we can't control all of those people who are yep. going to throw the burgers in front of us. Yep. The only one we can control is ourselves. Bingo. The only one we can control is me. So yep. thank you very much. I'll have that burger later. <laughs> thank you very exactly. much. I, <laughs> yep. Not right like- now, or I choose not to and, and understand that that's our choice. But those, so many of us take those influences on because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, because we don't want to cause a ruckus, because we don't want to cause a conflict. So then we just kind of let those things happen to us. Yep. And we don't have to let those things happen to us. Yeah. And my thing is, who does that inspire? Right? That doesn't, not, it doesn't inspire anyone. Right. <laughs> it doesn't inspire anyone. It's like, but somebody else taking a stand and say, like, no, I have goals. I don't mm-hmm. want that burger. Mm-hmm. You know, not like I can or I shouldn't. Like, be speak with conviction. Like, I don't want that burger. Once I reach my goal, then I'll reward myself. But just the, the way we have it here in American culture is we want the reward first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, we'll, we'll buy the fancy stuff and take the fancy vacations and all that. And then next thing you know, you're that far away from bankruptcy. But But you have all this good stuff. And then someone drops a coaching opportunity. L- listen, we can we can help you create sustainable income, but it's like, oh, oh, I don't I don't know if I can afford all that. Like you just went on a on a cruise, <laughs> you just went on a Caribbean cruise, and what bills is that going to pay for you? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you'll have lifelong lifelong memories, but that's it. The memories ain't paying the bills. But culturally, we as a society do not understand the difference between investment and expenditures. Mm. Because an investment is something that's going to bring a return on what I'm spending. Yes. And when I invest in myself, I expect a return on that investment. Yep. And it's an investment. If I just spend, if, if I join your coaching program and, and, and spend that money and don't bother to do anything, it's not an investment. Yep. So I have to understand and I have to want to change. And a lot of people are too comfortable to want to become better. Yes. I had someone on, I think maybe 10 shows ago who said that the person most likely to not make any changes is the person that's content. Oh, yeah. Because like you said earlier, people don't realize how much pain they're in or they don't acknowledge how much pain they're in. So the person that's rock bottom, they're motivated to be like, you know what? I'm done with this. Exactly. And then you know, they, they'll take us up on our coaching offer and be like, you know, whatever it takes, whatever it costs, I'm all in because I don't want to feel this ever again. Exactly. You know, the, the person who's content, they can pay their bills. They have a steady job. You know, they get their two vacation weeks a year. They get their five sick days. They got a couple bucks going into the 401k. It's like, you know, they're not in pain, but deep down, they're not fulfilled. Because again, that was me managing restaurants. I had a de- decent paying salary. You know, I-, I could afford the house, the cars, the kids, you know, we vacationed, you know, like I could do all that. But it just got to the point where I just did, I didn't want to do that anymore. When I'm watching other people, you know, who are, you know, just money aside, just having the freedom. You know, mm-hmm. just having the freedom. Like I'm in this restaurant anywhere from 10 to 14 hours a day. It's like, what what kind of quality of life is that? I'm like, I'm willing to take 20 grand less to gain more time. Exactly. And what people don't, don't understand is, you know, because again, I think societally we, you know, when, when you say the word wealth and when you say the word success, when I say that most people think monetarily. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't think full spectrum. So they don't think about their relationships. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing to your relationships? I didn't realize what I was doing to my relationships when I was a workaholic and how that was impacting my kids and how that was impacting my husband and, and myself. You know, when we take the time to sit down and think about what is full spectrum wealth, it's our relationships. It's our health. Like you said, working 60, 70, 80 hours a week is going to take a toll on your health. Yep. It's going to take a toll on your, it's costing you in places that you have to be aware that that's what's costing you. Stress costs us physically. Yes, absolutely. In a very dangerous way. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, people, people kill out of stress. Right. (laughs) Like, Like it's a, it's a big, big deal. Exactly. But if I have enough money coming in and if I, you know, everything's okay, I just, you know, I'll worry about the rest of that later rather than bringing it all together and saying, you know, what do I really want? What would I really love? Mm -hmm. What would I really love? People don't take the time to do that. No. And again, I work with mostly moms and, you know, like men, 
men, we're a little easier with it because we can be a little more selfish. <laughs> you know, like we we don't have the nurturing genes, you know, as much as you know women do. But w- women have an issue with feeling selfish, and like I try to I try to tell the people I work with all the time, like it's not selfish because when your fire is is burning bright, mm-hmm. other people will notice. They'll want to know what you're doing because they want their fire to burn bright. You know, like there's nothing, nothing that I hate to hear more than, oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, all right, so you're underachieving. So you're glad somebody else is underachieving? <laughs> right? It's like, how, how does that get either any one of you forward? Like, any, loves company. <laughs> yeah, anything I've ever wanted to do, I found the person who's doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from you who said I'll, I'll never make it. You know, as a business owner with no college degree, I don't want to hear from you who says it's it's a recession. You know, you, you need to just go back to managing restaurants. And like, I don't want to hear from you either. And I found people who are doing what I want to do. Hey, how are you doing that? Exactly. <laughs> and then I, I study from that person. Exactly. Because there's ways. We all can be lifelong learners. We all can learn whatever we want to learn. We just have to, again, be specific and clear on what it is we want to go after. So how, how do you help people establish clarity? The most important question in establishing clarity from my perspective is answering the question, what would I love? When you just stop and sit back and say, okay, think about your life and think about your life in, in all four quadrants, if you will, your relationships, your time and money freedom, your health, your vocation, you know, while you're spending your time. What would you love in each one of those? And I have on my website, I've got actually an assessment where people can go in and kind of assess where they are. Yes. You know, where are you in each one of those? We have to start with where we're at, right? And people have to acknowledge where they're at. People have to be willing to acknowledge where they're at. If I, on a one to 10, how would I rate my relationships? Yeah, I was going to say, they have to be a hundred percent honest. Exactly. Exactly. And then once you acknowledge where you're at, then you have to answer that question. What would I love? What would I absolutely love? And when you start answering that question, that's when I get into knowing that our mind works in pictures. You know, if I tell you, don't think of the Statue of Liberty, what's the first picture that comes to mind? There she is. There it is, right? So knowing that our mind works that way, then once I answer that question about what would I love, I start to create pictures of those things in my mind. Yep. And then the other thing that I think is really important for people is to understand their why. Why would I love that? Because your why is what's going to fuel your burning desire to help you get it. Yep. You know what you'd love, but when you have that why, why is it important to you? Why is it really important for you if you want this new business or if you want this kind of a relationship or, you know, you want to improve your health or whatever? Um, You know, your why can can be anything, but it has to really be a strong why in order to fuel that burning desire. Because circumstances happen to all of us. They're going to happen yep. to us every day. Couldn't get my earbuds to work. Couldn't get my, you know, didn't do this, didn't do that. They happen to every one of us. But it's not the circumstances. It's how we are, how willing are we to respond to those circumstances? Yeah, that's and like. how do we respond to them? Yeah, that's like the old, the old saying, 
you know, you wouldn't slash the other three tires because one's flat. It's like you exactly. wouldn't you wouldn't do that. But right. getting getting back to the vision, I'm working with with a woman now. She's actually going to be my first coaching client, but uh, she wants to get a podcast started. Mm-hmm. And like she has the platform. I mean, I was kind of in the same boat a year and a half ago. Like I had I had all the stuff, just wasn't using it. <laughs> but but like you know, she had she has a platform. She, she had the first couple episodes done, but she said she's just stuck and she didn't understand why she was stuck. I actually met her because we were both on someone else's show. Mm-hmm. And you know, we just just got got to talking, and she asked to uh, link up with me afterwards. I was telling telling her how I help people craft their personal stories, and so we we did we did a Zoom call, and so she let me listen to one of her her podcast episodes. I got about thirty seconds in, and I said, "All right, stop." And back to what I said earlier, I said, "Who's your audience?" And she's like, "Oh, this will work for for anyone." I was like, "I was like, no." <laughs> No, it doesn't. It does not work for everyone, right? It's like people that need to be spoon-fed, my show isn't for them. You know, it's like people that need that kick in the tail, my show is for them. You know, so anyway, she's she's um she's a psychologist. Uh-huh. And so I told her I said if if you if you put out your show the way it is right now, you're going to be one of tens of thousands of psychologists. I said, so you have to pick what part of psychology lights your soul on fire. So we just got to talking back and forth. And then she was talking about people who had gone through trauma. And then she got she got upright. She got more animated. The eyes got big. And I said, Isn't that awesome? That, yep. I said, that is your market right there. I said, that is your market. It was just like when I picked to work with moms. Because people ask me all the time, like, why don't you work with dads? And I'll tell you straight up, dads are a pain in the ass. <laughs> men, men just think they know everything. And it's like you can sit there and like give them the blueprint. Like, I don't need to do that. It's, you know, but like w- women are just more studious. They put forth more effort, you know, and, and it's like, as I said earlier, w- women tend to put themselves on a back burner more. And so I'm there to encourage them. Like, no, it's like you got to let your mm-hmm. light shine. You know, exactly. you gotta let that light shine, and then once they click, it makes me light up. It's it's like that's my demographic. Yeah, that is so awesome. Thank that you. is so often, and and I love the the analogy. One of them that that I use a, a lot is you know when you go to build your house, right? Mm. You don't go to the architect and say, "Build me a great house." Yep. You go to the architect and you say, I want so many bathrooms, so many bedrooms, you know, I want on the water, I want a pool, I want this, I want, you're very, very specific about it, right? Yep. So you have to be that specific about it when you're creating that yes. audience, when you're creating that new job, when you're creating that new life, you know, whatever it is you love, you have to be that specific about it. How many yeah. bedrooms do you got in there? How many bathrooms do you got in there? Where is it located? What, you know? What does the kitchen look like? All of the, all of those details. And the more details you can put in there, the more specific you can be. Yeah, I say all the time, people plan their weddings. They plan their vacations, you know, things like that. You know, just like personal personal wants. I mean, like, I know a house isn't, you know, materialistic. But, you know, if you go back a thousand years, people were, people were living in huts, right. <laughs> you know, just to survive. But, but people will plan those aspects out with the finest of details, and then they'll come to me in January, be like, "Yeah, I want to lose weight and tone up." I'm like, okay, how much weight do you want to lose? Ah, I just want to lose some. I was like, "But we can't measure some. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, tell me exactly what do you want? Why do you want it? What benefit mm-hmm. is that going to give you? What are you willing to go through to get it? You know, it's yeah. like like people don't realize, realize it, it's more than just I want to lose weight. Like yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna show up and it's just gonna melt off me. It's you know it's like there's a pro there's a process that we have to go through here. Yeah, clarity is so powerful. It's so powerful because once you do that and and you put all those specifics behind it, all of a sudden it leads you to some of the action steps that you can take. Yeah, and then that- when you're that general, it's like I'm overwhelmed. I don't even know where to go. Yeah, because I mean, that's when, the other thing that clarity does. Yeah, because when when you're clear, you can now make decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, which that's also part of what you do. Absolutely, yeah. Decisions are so powerful, and people are so afraid that they're going to make the wrong decision. Yeah, and like and what you had said is so it's so so true. The awesome thing about decisions is that once you decide, opportunities begin to show up that you would not have noticed had you not made that decision. And that's a hundred percent spot on. Oh yeah. And, and again, it's all it's all how our mind works. It's like I can remember going and buying a new car. And I, I don't know a damn thing about cars. I, cars are not my thing. I just, I want them to work. And when they don't work, I go buy new ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can remember one time buying a car and I found this, it, it was a green Taurus. And it was just, I thought the prettiest shade of green I'd ever seen in my life. And I said, oh my God, I've never seen this color, right? Mm-hmm. This is just beautiful, know. right? And yep. then you drive off the lot and drive down the highway and it's like, there's one. Everywhere. There's one. There's one. There's, <laughs> because that's how our mind works right not until you make that decision and kind of know where you're headed you build that foundation then all of a sudden things pop up that you would have never seen before because you weren't focused on them they were always there but you weren't paying attention to them you weren't focused on them yeah and that's why all of a sudden they show up once you make the decision seek and ye shall find absolutely so if you're looking for problems you're going to find problems if you're looking for racism you're going to find racism you're looking for sexism you're going to find sexism and if you're looking for opportunities you will find opportunities you are going to find the opportunities and you are going to find the avenues to get you to those opportunities and the universe just clears your path it really oh. does like going mm-hmm. back to what i was saying about my gym I told you i had bad credit I had my, my house was darn near in foreclosure. I had no savings, <laughs> you know, but I, I just had the vision. Like I found something that people were telling me I was changing their, their lives. I was like, I, I have to just keep moving in this direction and just kept, kept getting things little by little. And then two of my, two of my clients approached me about opening up a st- standalone facility. Like I didn't seek them out. I didn't even know they were investors. like they sought me out and I was like wow like I I didn't see that coming but I just stayed focused on excuse me on helping people change their lives and the universe presented me an opportunity and when you stay focused and you start taking those little steps and they can be baby steps it doesn't matter what they are you know when you start doing that and those opportunities come at any given point when you go through those challenges you can quit yeah yeah and if you do quit, you will never have seen that opportunity, so right? True. And that's the difference between resilient people and persistent people and those that are successful. It's you make that decision. And when those circumstances come, because they're going to come, they yeah. come for all of us. But the difference is how we look at them. The difference is when 
it doesn't mean it stops you. It doesn't mean the first time you get a no, you say, well, I guess I wasn't meant to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, the baby learned how to walk. Well, I guess I wasn't just meant to be a walker. You can't do that because if you do that, you're never going to get there. So, so the goal is make that decision and then do everything in your power to make that decision right. And then you don't ever have to worry about a wrong decision. It's true. See, because when the first circumstance comes up, people have a tendency to go, oh, I made the wrong decision. No, you didn't. You didn't make the wrong decision. No, you just know not to make that one again. You know not to make that one again, <laughs> or you learn how to handle that circumstance. So when that comes up again, you know what to do. Yeah. Always learning opportunities for us, but it doesn't mean it's a wrong decision. It's only a wrong decision if you quit. Yep. And then you've made it a wrong decision. Exactly. So like, you can choose whether it's a right or wrong decision. Yes. Yeah. Like I have twin boys who are 11 and we'll, we'll be outside playing Bless basketball. Thank you. Because <laughs> like, we'll be outside playing basketball and you know, they're shooting and missing and shooting and missing. And they, they would constantly ask, you know, can we put, can we put the basket down? I'm like, no. And they're like, why? I said, because that's the height of the basket It's 10 feet. <laughs> I said, we're going to make you strong enough to hit a 10 foot basket. Like we're not going to look, we're not going to lower it for you. It's like, that's not how that works. And so we go out there. We were out there a couple of days ago, and I think I think Ricky hit six or seven in, in a row, and he's getting all cocky. He's like, buckets, you know, he's just shooting and shooting. But, like, as adults, we don't want to put that work in. You know, right. it's like we'll, like we'll f- fail once and be like, nah, I tried that. I, you know, like people will, will come to me. I'll give them a meal plan. It'll, it'll be like 10 days, and they'll be like, oh, I haven't, I haven't lost anything. This plan is trash. Like, it's been 10 days. It's like, that's it. Like these things take time. You know, like if I could get people to lose 20 pounds in 10 days, I'd be a stupidly rich man. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't work that way. Like everything takes time, but we live in the age now of instant gratification. I mean, you're in Missouri, right? Yes. uh Yeah. You're in Missouri. I'm in Rhode Island. It's probably what 15, 1800 miles away. But, but yeah, at the click of a button, we're having a conversation. Right. You know, whereas, whereas like everything is just instant now. And but people have to realize it's, it's patience. Like put, put the work in and be patient to, you know, let the process do what it does. And then it'll come back. Like I said, with now, so I'm booking my, my podcast out into April, you know, and, and I'm not even a huge name yet. <laughs> you know, I'm already booking out into out. April, you know, and, and I told you my first seven or eight episodes was just me. I was putting posts out and, People mm-hmm. weren't getting back to me. Like, there's no likes, no comments, no nothing. I was like, okay, but I just kept at it and kept at but you it. You got to keep at it. You got to. Yep. You got to be persistent and you got to be resilient. And and, and part of that, you know, the the instant gratification and and so much is at our fingertips and this and that and the other thing. Yep. That it takes the awareness of that resilience and that persistence away. Yes. People just, you know, and 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 those are almost newly learned behaviors that people have to go through when they go through coaching. It's becoming an aware that there is this process. There is this path to do it. Yep. And aware of your tendency to want that instant gratification and awareness is everything because once you're aware of it, then you have a choice then you choose whether or not you're going to be persistent or you're going to be resilient. And if you're not, that's your choice. Exactly. Like my highest level as of now, my highest level coaching program is $5,000. 
And I'll say that to someone and they're like, 5,000, like, that's insane. Like, without even knowing what, what the outcome is. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I was like, we could turn that 5,000 potentially into 100 grand. <laughs> exactly. Like, 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 you know, once once I get more people under my belt and have more, you know, proven results, like, that'll probably be a $20,000 program. Exactly. You know, because even at 20,000, you get to 100 grand, you 5X to you your investment. your investment, exactly. But, but as you said earlier, People see it as an expenditure. Mm-hmm. They don't see it as no. Like we're going to show you how to take that, get on these right platforms, do do some right ads, you know, build you a nice sales sales funnel. We're going to dial in your, your your niche so you're serving solving the needs for one particular demographic, and we're going to position you as the expert. That's what we're going to do with that five thousand dollars. Don't think I'm just going to take it and go to Hawaii. <laughs> it's like like that money goes right back into you, and then you're going to end up having a, a sustainable, whether it's just a second stream of income or it might even become your primary stream of income, who knows? But it's an investment into what you do. And isn't it interesting that the first comment or the first reaction is, well, that's insane or that's a lot of money rather than, so what does that buy me? So exactly. what are the, you know what I mean? It's the, yep. we are, we are so in tune to thinking about expenditures and spending money versus understanding the difference between expenditures and investments that, that the, yeah. the minute you say that people don't eat, people don't even tune into. So, okay, if I'm investing that, what am I getting for my investment? Mm-hmm. You don't even get that question. You just get, Oh my God, 5,000. Yeah. Cause like I, I went to, I went to a, a speaker boot camp. This is back in 2017 for the weekend cost three thousand dollars and you know i i struggled with it at first it's like "Mm," you know like the timing of it all i was like you know what i was like but this is gonna change everything like i was always a good speaker but i wasn't like a trained speaker so Mm -hmm. going down for that one weekend to work with the team of one of the top speakers in the world it completely changed my delivery but in changing my delivery, it changed everything. It changed how I connect with people. It exactly. changed. It changed how I am here, like, like do, doing the podcast. Made me a better salesperson because again, because I know how to connect with people now, versus just trying to sell, sell a product. Like I can get into pe- into people's hearts and help help them see that this is good for you, you know. But so going down there and spending that money, it's made me a whole lot more. You know, but it's just a matter of having the courage to make the leap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 a very different leap for a lot of people. Yes. All right. So so we got a couple minutes left. Let's talk all about you. All right. So JuliaLewis.net. What do I Julia, find there? JuliaLewis.net. Yes, that's my website. And um, so on my website, I've got, um, like I said, I've got a self-assessment where people can download that self-assessment and start to evaluate where they are. And, and exactly what their situation is. So they can then ask that question, what would I love and how do I want to change? Um, I, like you, I, I started my uh, coaching career just a year ago and then COVID hit. So I completely went, oh, what do I do, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this year has been a tremendous learning for me. Um, and I am practicing that resilience and persistence. So my website's up there. Um, I have coaching programs as well. Um, I have seen tremendous, tremendous results from the coaching program um, that I'm certified in, which is with the Life Mastery Institute. Um, And it's all about understanding where we are 
and then creating that life that we want. And so my initial program is a 12-week program where we go through all the tools and all the techniques you need to 10x your income or to build those relations, you know, whatever that, whatever that area is you want to work, um, you can work it because the process is the same. Yeah. Um, I target working with um, business women and, and entrepreneurs um, because I know from my corporate career what it was like being that, you know, trying, like you said, you're working with moms, they try to do everything, you know, business women try to, you know, we're covering all bases. We got the home, we got the kids, we got the, you know, <laughs> career or the job that we don't like or the promotion that we can't get or that, or that kind of thing. So I, I target and work, work with uh, entrepreneurs and, and business women um, specifically. Awesome. Love it. All right. Any final words? Oh, final words. 2021 is going to be awesome. Yes. 2021 is going to be awesome. And every single person who is listening to this can make it their year if they choose to do so. That's, that's the key sentence, if they choose to do so. Julia, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Robert. It was fun. All right. Have a great day. You too. Happy New Year. Thanks. Happy New Year to you. All right. All right, everyone. That's another great show. Last one for 2020. And as Julia just said, 2021 can be whatever you want it to be, just like any other year. Like 2020 could have been catastrophic for me. I chose to go in a, di in a different direction. I mean, has it been great? No, but it hasn't been catastrophic. But I have the wheels in motion now to make 2021 an amazing, amazing year. And we want to help you do it as well. So again, if what, what, what Julia said to you resonated with you, go to her site, julialewis.net. See if it's the right fit for you. If what I said re resonated with you, you guys know how to re reach me. Reach out. Let's talk. You know, because it doesn't matter who, who you use, use someone. And that's why I bring other experts on this show. Because, again, not everyone needs my, my style or wants my style. And same thing with Julia. Like, someone might be in her, in her circle. She sounds like such a sweet woman. Someone might need a foot in their tail. <laughs> so someone in her circle might benefit from my style. Who knows? But that's why we collaborate. Because it's about collaboration for all of you. We want you guys to be your best. And remember, if you got obstacles in your way, shut up, grind, make 2021 your best year ever. This is Rob signing off. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore B underscore foster. On Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind. <laughs>